dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. Yeah, to think about that. Right? I did have to How think many times have we said this now? I know, I couldn't remember which one I do and which one you do. <laughs> I am Kirsty Logan. <laughs> need to think about this. This is my co-host, Heather Parry. <laughs> Hello, Kirsty. Hello, Heather. <laughs> so you've got your sassy pants on. <laughs> Sassiest of pants. Um, right? I should also say that I'm breaking tradition by drinking a beer. We've never done a beer podcast before. No, it will definitely involve me burping. Excellent. Like at least once. Because if there's anything this podcast needs, tomorrow. it's you and your guts making noises. I don't know what's You've wrong with me. have not had enough of that. So Someone far. else had this problem the other day. I can't remember who. We should get them on as a guest. Yeah. So, Kirsty, why don't you tell us what book we're doing So excited. Today. So we're doing The Cheerleader mm. by Caroline B. Cooney. I can't wait. I think this is the best cover. Do you think? Yeah. Well, see, I used to hate this cover. I thought it was really ugly because I thought that was hair. So what, just... what we've got on the cover? It's literally just, I've only just noticed that's not a wig. Oh. Okay. See, I, that's what I thought it was as well. So we've got a sneaker with blood on it and we've also got what we now realise is a yellow pom-pom <laughs> but what we both thought was hair. White blonde blonde like hair. A, a white blonde wig. <laughs> but I think it's really ugly because I thought it was, I don't know what I thought it was, either a wig or like that it was a body but it was like turned away from us and we could only see the sort of crown of the head. It's very 80s hair, yeah. isn't it? That's what I thought it was and that's why I always thought it was really ugly because I was like, why has she got a shoe on her head? <laughs> What's happening? But I it's don't on like a it. it's on a field. I wouldn't have a yellow pom pom though, because it just looks like hair. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have it be like blue or something? You'd have it as your school colours though, wouldn't you? Well, maybe that is the school colour. Yeah. That's, I don't think it's very good. I don't like this colour. Why do you like it? I don't know. It's um, thematic, and it actually applies. And it, we're on a field, which is nice. It's like it's got space. It looks like a real picture rather than it just being in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm, I suppose. Like just a sort of just rose floating. and a black ground. <laughs> Um, and like we're on, we're across the line, and there's blood coming off the mm. shoe and onto the white line of the American football pitch, and there's whatever the fuck this is called in the background, Goal where they post? kicky kicky through sports ball, <laughs> sports ball Aim. kicky through, sports ball hole. It's not a goal, is it? It is a goal. Net. It's not a net on it. I don't know. I only know hockey. It's a goal. Isn't it the same as rugby then when you kick it through? I don't know. I, th- I didn't think there was any... You're asking me about sports ball, are you kidding? There's a lot I don't of fucking know. running in this particular sports ball. Did they even kicking. ever play any sports ball? Or did, they, did they just cheer? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> clearly we have not got a fucking clue what we're on about. Just the concept of cheerleading. It's very weird. It is weird. Do you want to read us the um, tagline? Yeah. She wants it all, but he wants blood. <gasps> I like that. It is good. Quite good. Oh my god. I think you're going to hear us actually really enjoying ourselves. Oh, it's really good. Oh my god. Okay. We'll still have fun with it though, because, you know, there's some shit bits. Like always in a point in horror. (laughs) I think you felt the need to reassure our listeners that even if we like a book, we'll We'll still make a good podcast. Um, I'm going to dive right in. Cool. Have we mentioned it's CBC? I love this opening Caroline. part. It's so good. such a good opening part. Okay. Also, I think this is the lewdest point horror. Really? Are you saying this seriously? It's fucking Freudian <laughs> how lewd it is. I'll get into it. Okay. Suppose, it said, in its voice like antique silk, faded and slightly torn, that I could make you popular. It did not smile, for which Althea was glad. She did not particularly want to see it smiling. She waited, but no explanations followed. Talking to it was somewhat upsetting. Althea kept her back to the wall, waiting for it to leave. Usually, it left rather early, having, she supposed, appointments to keep. Tonight, it stayed, waiting. She knew it could always wait longer than she could. Ooh, I like that it's it. Yeah. Not he. 
Oh, uh, it's like the way the detail drops in slow as well. I like that. Opening. It's like a, it's good. It's like quite a slow reveal over the whole chapter. Mm-hmm. Her heart snagged on that word popular. At last, Althea asked, "How could you make me popular?" And how can he? It. How, how can, can it? it? Well, the person. To- <laughs> I don't know why I said that so funny. The person. The person. The person talking to this mysterious thing is Althea. A teenage girl who just wants to be popular, but isn't. In fact, Althea doesn't seem to have any friends at all, for reasons that are unclear. Because she seems quite nice and normal. And also they're nice back to her, which I'll get back to. Yeah. Oh, I see you've got an opinion. Mm. On Althea. And, no, I just... I don't, it's, not that, it's not an opinion, I just think it adds a further tragedy to the book. Yeah. She's... Oh god, it's really good. But she's desperate to be popular. Mm -hmm. She longed for the popularity that cheerleading brought. And let me describe Althea to you. Althea was a gentle girl. She had sweet features and a demure posture. She's very like Dog Daniel, isn't she? Oh yeah! This is- is this just what CBC is like? Maybe. Because she, um, she always writes her girls that way. When she spoke, people quieted to hear her distinctive Whispery tremor. Yeah! Talk like that. Oh god, how can you make me popular? (laughs) Oh no. Maybe that's why she hasn't got any friends. She's uh, a very serious skier. Okay, what is CBC's thing with skiing? She fucking loves it. School. Oh yeah! (gasps) Multiverse. Multiverse. Yeah! Lee's school. She also had a beautiful ski outfit on. Mm-hmm. Made of velvet? I mean, who knows? Is it made of tartan? Yeah. <laughs> tartan. What was it? Tartan velvet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she is kind of an outsider. Her circle of friends um, had sort of split up when they went into high school, mm. which, you know, it does happen, but mm-hmm. you find your... Anyway, I think she's nice, though. But I will... Okay, okay, let me read this to you. This is this is good writing, Kirsty okay. Logan. Genuinely right. good writing. Why are you saying like that. <laughs> because it's let a me, point Let me writing. school you, Kirsty Logan. <laughs> <laughs> you shit writer. I'm Mormon. It's good writing. Isn't that weird? <laughs> okay. Um, Althea's throaty whisper became a liability in high school. Nobody heard it. She had to raise her voice and the voice felt foreign, like an intruder, like a stranger yelling. Mm. That's really good, isn't it? About mm-hmm. like being like who you are and being like maintaining that persona when you're having to perform with something else i mean Um, the cbc descriptions are always good and i think she's good at like teen girl psychology as well she's not good at um describing trendy clothing which includes (laughs) unique sweatshirts or obscene earrings okay i need to know more about these obscene earrings. what is an obscene earring obscene is it vaginas just a cock is it a cock do they, do they say fuck on them? Like, what's obscene about them? It was like in, in the perfume, they were like the sickest t-shirts. And you're like, why are they sick? Why are the earrings obscene? It's obscene? obscene. It's obscene like a word for like rad. I don't... Oh, that's obscene. Oh my dude, God. dude, that's obscene. So, oh, I don't think so. But I mean, why would I know? <laughs> I really just imagined a massive cock. Yeah. Do you know those earrings that, that, like, it's another bit hangs down off the back to go underneath it? I'm imagining, like, testes. Oh, yeah, like dangly balls under your earlobe. (laughs) Yeah, and then the shaft on the main bit. I mean, maybe. That is pretty obscene. Yeah. I know that you can get necklaces that are, like, um, resin vaginas. Like, labia. Inner and outer labia. I do want one. Yeah, you can get them. Excellent. Um, So maybe they're like that. Which, in which case, they're pretty ahead of their time. Yeah, CBC. I would mm. love to see how she dresses. If if there's no ball sack earrings, I'm not interested. I mean, what's the point in being alive? If there's no ball sack <laughs> I've got mine earrings. on right now. <laughs> so Althea is talking to a creature. Mm-hmm. Let me describe the creature to you. I bet you fucking love this. <laughs> what do you mean? Like in a sexy way? No, 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 no. I bet you love the oh, writing of it. I do. I wallow in this writing. I bet you do. Skin like mushrooms. Fingernails like foil. Voice sticky and thread... Thready, sorry. <laughs> sticky and thready like a spider's web. Mm. With teeth not quite as pointed as Althea would have expected. Yeah. No. It's so good, it's so horrible. Mm, the skin like mushrooms bit is a very Kirsty Logan. Yeah, I'm sure I've used that. You're always writing about mushrooms. I know, I do like a mushroom. 
<laughs> like a mushroom description. Skin like I just think mushrooms. it's really good because I'm so tired of the sexy vampire thing. Yeah. Like it's. So oh, we're saying it's old. a vampire. Oh, I didn't. Oh, we've sorry. got there. Yeah. Like giving the game away. He does thirst for blood and doesn't have teeth as sharp as you would think. That, am I doing the thing like in the other book where she doesn't figure out for about 17 pages that the guy's a vampire even though he sleeps in a coffin that's full of earth and has yeah. bags of blood in his fridge? Oh, he's just really anemic. He's just doing a thing for the forestry society. <laughs> well, thankfully Althea is not as dumb as that. And Vern knows exactly what this person is straight away. Um, yeah, sorry, I gave that one away. Yeah, guess what? I was like, we were looking after our nephews the other day, and Annie was like, and and I've got a surprise for you, and I won't tell you what it is yet. And I wasn't really listening to her, and I just heard her say that they she had got something for them, and I turned around, and I was like, yeah, boys, we've got a little big planet for you. And Annie was like, I literally just told them <laughs> that it was a surprise, and then you just fucking gave it away. So sorry, I just did the exact same thing. That's okay. Well, no, you've ruined it for everyone sorry. now, but we'll move on. You can just call me Kirsty. Fun killer Logan. <laughs> Kirsty spoiler Logan. Kirsty Buzzkiller. It's not really that much of a spoiler because well, it's like the chapter end still. and then we figure out what it is. Mushroomy vampire man. Let's call him, uh, what are those, what are those yellow? worst superhero. <laughs> Mushroomy vampire man. What's the, what Heather's the... doing the kind of hand movement. I don't know what she's doing. She's like wafting her hand. I don't know what's happening. The yellow, the yellow mushrooms that you can find out in like the wilderness. Uh, Chantrelles. Oh, okay. I'm going to call him Chantrelle. Okay. Um, oh, that's very, um, it's like an it girl. Oh, Chantrelle. Chantrelle Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a celebrity who's got a kid called Chantrelle. Oh, yeah. Gwyneth? I did see in a magazine that someone, uh, one of those Gwynethy type people, has a kid called Plum. Oh, well, she has Apple, doesn't she? Yeah, but I don't, they clearly don't come from Glasgow because in Glasgow, a Plum is like an idiot. An idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plum. It's like, you silly person. Maybe so kids are idiots. didn't think that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Seems harsh. You would know that the moment they were born. I feel this child is a fool. <laughs> Let's call her Plum. Um, yeah, so Althea is chatting away with uh, Chantrelle and um, <laughs> says... Uh, I'm imagining now is Chantelle from Big Brother. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my like, god. Like a mushroomy version of her. You know, some people leave your consciousness for like a decade and then someone throws them straight back in. I'm glad I could do that for you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Big Brother, wow. Do you remember um, that she was going out with that guy Preston? I oh, remember wasn't he, he was on Nevermind the Buzzcocks and he left in a huff because they kept taking the piss out of him. Wasn't he from The Ordinary Boys? Yes. Oh my god. God, it's like fucking 2005. I know, oh my god. <laughs> Flashback. Wow, when I used to know celebrities. Was a bad year. All of the 2000s were not good. <laughs> well, wait, because in about a minute, all the people will be wearing 2000s fashion. Oh, no. I know, it's like no, the decade that fashion forgot. It'll be like skirts over trousers and those little cropped cardigans that go just under your boobs. <laughs> That's what everyone had. Was it? Yeah. Or like the, a really unflattering length of skirt. Oh, yeah. Like oh, a, like no, a mid shin hippie skirt. I don't want to. Mid-shin sounds like a 80s musician. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I tried on a skirt in Marks and Spencer's because I'm ancient. But it was cool, it was like uh, kind of witchy looking and it had, uh, it was dark blue and it had like moons and stars and stuff on it. And it was, it said it was knee length, a knee length skirt. And I tried it on and I would say it was midway between my mid-shin and ankle. And I'm five foot seven. So then I was like, who the fuck is it knee length on? <laughs> You'd need to be six foot two. Maybe it meant your ankle knees. <laughs> Maybe it did. <laughs> you just want me to stop talking. Were Maybe you... it was your ankle knees. Shut up. <laughs> Were you in the big and tall man store? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I um, like that they're branching out and giving men options of pretty skirts. Though. Yeah, me too. I'm mm -hmm. always happy about that. Mm -hmm. um, so where are we? Althea is having a chat with Chantrelle Vampire Man. Um, and <laughs> as we've already heard... All she wants is to be popular. It's like it's, a, it's her name, Vampireman. <laughs> Chandrell Vampireman. Like Chapman, Vampireman. <laughs> um, David just did the podcast for Golden Hair books mm -hmm. um, and they were talking about the Anna Burns book that's just Wonder Man Booker. How would you say the title of that book? Milkman. <laughs> See, I don't know. I think this is an in-joke because it's ruined the <laughs> oh, way that no. we talk. 
Where he referred to it as milkman. Oh. <laughs> because like that's how that's how milkman. we would say it now. Like all the man words of just like milkman or like um oh, That's give me a, a friend's joke, don't they say about Spiderman? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, well, it's not his name, though. Batman. It's not his surname. Batman. Angus Batman. <laughs> Milkman. <laughs> Milkman. I can't get it. That's how I say Milkman, Milkman. now. Milkman. Milkman. It's so funny, though. The Milkman. <laughs> the Milkman. He's the man that brings the milk. Yeah, but it's He's too... He's Mr. Milkman. It's too on the nose. Unless he is. Mr. That's Milkman. That's too on the nose. <laughs> if the Milkman is called... No. <laughs> God, I'm doing it now. Ah, you're Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> the milkman is called Mr. Milkman, that's too much. That's like a tongue twister. If the milkman is called Mr. Mr. Milkman, milkman. If then the, is the milkman if called the maid, Mr. Milkman. If the milkmaid is milkman, milking Mr. Milkman, <laughs> how many milks can a milkman milk? <laughs> the milkman could milk milk? Could wow. milk the milkman, let's not go into that. Uh, yeah, well, anyway. hello, what's in your milk? Um, <laughs> that's nearly as lewd as this book. Oh no! Well, okay, so let's get further into it than this paragraph, which I've read five times. Um, so, uh, <laughs> essentially, the vampire promises Althea that she can be popular. She can. She can. You can be popular. Not by trying, uh, by handing someone over to the vampire man um, <laughs> to take her place. <laughs> the milkman. The milkman. The vampire man. The obvious choice is the extraordinarily beautiful Celeste, who has made the varsity cheerleading squad as a freshman, um, which are things I don't understand. I don't understand any of those What's words. What's varsity? What's freshman? Freshman. freshman. <laughs> <laughs> the fr- Mr. Freshman. Um, I don't know. I don't know what varsity is. And like, I've never known. And is. I've never looked it up either. I don't know what varsity is either. Is that like this last year? The top year? Or is it like just the best one? Like the Premier League? Or is it university? No. No? I don't know. We, I'm Clearly not we don't know. Here's I'm another, not Googling it. another thing we don't understand. Instead of Googling it, we will just wildly guess. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, a freshman, obviously, first year. First year. Fresher, as we would call him. Varsity, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Top of, top of most. <laughs> Front most. <laughs> um, so anyway, she essentially, uh, the vampire creature, uh, wants... Um, her to hand over Celeste and he says that Celeste will just be a little tired which we all know is bollocks the vampire man um, and the vampire man lies and Althea agrees to hand over Celeste now I'm going to flag up something here that Uh-oh. is an issue throughout the entire book um, massive overuse of simile no there's not too much simile yes yeah, there is yes there is because okay. here are all the similes in the first 10 pages okay. leaving out metaphors of which there are several voice like antique silk trunk pulsing as if it were on a spring it goes on like a river or a tide circle of friends is like a kaleidoscope <laughs> voice like an intruder althea like an abandoned waif in the gutter she slips down words as if on a slide at a water park. The mind is skimming like a seabird on the surface <laughs> of a suggestion. <laughs> no, uh, first ten. Okay. Skin is the colour of mushrooms. She feels as though she were That's released... That's not a simile. That's not a simile, okay. Well, no, no, it's just describing it. Yeah, okay, I'll take that one out. She feels as if she were released from suction cups. Voice like That's a specific. spider's web. Celeste wafts down the hall of high school. Wafts <laughs> down the hall of high school like a sunset of spun gold. Oh, come Makes on no now. That's too sense. much. That's too much. And she is camouflaged like an animal in the jungle. Yeah, it's too much. My it? favourite there is uh, her mind skimming like a seabird on the surface of a suggestion. Mm. <laughs> what? Oh, God. What does that mean? Okay. So, and that's like the entire book is that level of simile. My favourite one is when a plant is described as either lace. <laughs> I missed that. The plant is either lace. Oh, and also... Not even a metaphor, is The it? vampire's smile is a crescent of evil. <laughs> crescent of evil. That's what I call the moon. No, no. It's the crescent of evil. No, the crescent of evil. See, why must it torment me so from the sky each evening? Every, every night it comes for me. Every, every when night. When will it leave? So far away, yet so close. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe maybe the word evil should be downplayed. It should, yeah, be removed. Crescent of evil. Removed from it. That's my super so. name. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, let's not go there. Let's not. So the cool kids in the school are Kimmy Jo. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that name. Uh, she's Pamela Anderson in my head. Why? I don't know. She's not called Kimmy Jo, she's called Pamela. Yes, Pammy Jo. <laughs> um, Constance, <laughs> Michael and Ryan, both of whom Althea has a huge bone on for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let me, and there's also, oh no, I already said her, Constance. Let me read to you what they say about Constance. Okay. Constance was one of those overwhelming people who was simply brilliant at simply everything. There was not an activity in which she did not shine, not a subject in which she was not a scholar, not a sport in which she did not excel. Constance was lovely and willowy, strong and interesting, funny and sweet. She sounds like a fucking asshole. No, I love her. Oh, come on. I'm like, I would date the she sounds fuck obnoxious. out of Constance. No! no. She's, Kirsty, she's lovely, Nobody strong and interesting. Perfection. Funny and sweet. Nobody likes perfection. Well, she's not that, but it just means she's really filthy. Why? You're oh, just projecting be. that. No. You just want her to be. Yeah. It doesn't say that. People like are always fucked up in a really interesting way. No, I don't think so. Mm. All right, I'll have her. Okay, you can have her. Um, you can have this completely fictional teenager. <laughs> Shut up, Mrs. Spike from Buffy. <laughs> Bet you had a poster of her and you kissed every night. No, I did kiss my Keanu Reeves poster though. <laughs> oh my god, Keanu Reeves! <laughs> Keanu Reeves is fit. He's still fit. I would still go out with him. Okay. Okay. What? You seriously didn't fancy Keanu Reeves? Not even in Bill and Ted. Not even in Speed. No, I hate Bill and Not Ted. Not even in Point Break. No, because Sandra Bullock is in Speed. Well, you can fancy them both. <laughs> I had very confusing times as. <laughs> A young person. Which one do I fancy? I don't understand. Do you know Sandra Bullock can speak fluent German? Yeah. Great. She's hot. She's um, gorgeous. She should be in more films that she aren't should. shit. She should. Uh, that one that she was in with Melissa McCarthy was really funny. The Heat. Oh, yeah. I think I watched that twice in one day once. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all rich to oh, these so friends. she's so hot in Oceans, however many Oh, it I is. won't watch that. Oceans a thousand. No, her and uh, Kate Blanchett have got some... Oh, yeah, true. A real queer subtext. Really? I wish it was text, though. Yeah, can we not just can, I mean, can see that film? It is a bit queer baity. It's a bit like, oh, they want to fuck each other. Well, they won't, though. I mean, that's the whole thing about Ghostbusters as well, wasn't it? Well, yeah, that's true. Um, and who didn't want to fuck what's the chocolate out of that? I was hoping you'd talk for a bit longer then so I could eat oh, a bit Oh, sorry, because you're eating your chocolate. I'll talk more about uh, Dr. Gillian. Please do. And don't we all fancy Dr. Gillian? Um, she's quite sexy. Um, Thanks, I'm finished. Um, <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, That's the end of the Hollywood women I find attractive. I know. Um, but it isn't. The... Not far from the end. I don't really like that. Well, it's because I don't really like kind of like polished femi kind of women. Yeah. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, so all these kids are rich too. They have new cars, brand new cars bought for their birthday, which is a level of like that. I just uh, will always. Why would you give a brand new car to a sixteen-year-old? Why do you it's buy insane. a brand new car? Yeah, one. I don't know anyone who buys brand it new cars. in value as soon as, as, as you drive, drive it off away. the forecourt. Yep. <laughs> we read which magazine. <laughs> it's the most depreciating <laughs> asset you can possibly buy. <laughs> <laughs> I exactly. bought a car for 500 quid once and drove it 6,000 miles around Europe. There you go. Um, yeah, just wild to me. Wild. Cars are cheaper in the States, but still, mm. kids are idiots. Petrol's um, quite cheap, isn't it? Gas is cheap. That's true. Mm. Uh, when I was driving around America, my former partner made me drive to Roswell, New Mexico uh, to go and see the Alien Museum. Made you? Yes. Oh, I'm glad you threw him in the bin. Yes. Uh, wow. Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, it's... It's saving grace was that the petrol was really cheap. Oh, God. Like, was everything in the shape of an alien, like the food and the buildings and everything. Close. Yeah, they have one alien museum, which looks like it's been decorated by five-year-olds. Cool. Um, and then ev- the whole town is just horrible. Um, and it's like carpet stores with like an inflatable alien in the window. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was a dry town on a Sunday. Alien print carpet. So we not even shit carpet, just an alien in the window, and we had to. I had to drive to the edge of town, to a gas station to pick up beer to drive it back into the town to drink it because it was a dry town. Fucking hell! Why? In case the aliens come and they don't want to be drunk. Because we're just so bored. Oh yeah. uh, Why? I don't know if they do that sometimes in American towns. Oh okay. Don't let you buy beer on Sundays. Oh right. I mean, we can't buy it until a certain time. I think. Mm, Twelve or something. Yeah. Um, okay, so all the cool kids hang around with Celeste, who's the one, 
Yes, her. Mm -hmm. And Althea doesn't think it's fair because she's younger. However, they start talking to Althea. So they're not really mean to her at all. Well, I feel like that's actually the real tragedy of this book is that before she has any dealings with the vampire, they are all nice to her. Mm. And she goes over and Celeste is like, hi, Althea. And they're all chatting away to her. She could have just made friends with them. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the point yeah, she, of the book. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. she's always got a moral, hasn't she? Yeah. So in this, it's like she feels that she needs to have some kind of sneaky way in where she could have just made friends with them yeah. normally. Yeah. So they um, also start talking to her because she lives in a big, strange, haunted house with a strange, haunted tower. Um, I, I will say I love this bit. Uh, what's that room for? Asked Michael. It's for staying away from. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly mm-hmm. the sort of thing I wish I was smart enough to say in a moment. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. Um, also, great writing, Kirsty, about the shuttered room. If you were to open the inside shuttered, shutters, you would hear a whistling gurgle, the sound of somebody struggling for air, the sound of a living person locked inside a coffin. So the room has got inner shutters and, and outer, outer shutters, shutters and you've not to go in it. What could that be? <laughs> what could that represent for a teenage girl? <laughs> Are you really saying that I'm the only one seeing this? I didn't get that at all. It's a shuttered room that all the boys are obsessed with going in and it's got inner and outer shutters. And at one point she shouts out of it to a boy. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to come in it. I wish everyone could just see Kirsty Logan's face. It was so good. Um, yeah, I didn't see it. Didn't see um, Shutters as labia. Wow, really? If you will. I know, what an idiot. I really did. <laughs> You're always seeing Shutters as labia. I mean, I've got a vampire in my labia, so <laughs> obviously I would see that. Haunted labia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to make a really horrible menstruation joke there, but I'm not wow. going to. Are we doing the blood ghost? Oh, then? yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, also, uh, lol, at this bit. Uh, <laughs> maybe she would not have to deliver Celeste to the vampire at all. She and Celeste would become friends, and that would be the door through which Althea would enter popularity. They are not the two options. <laughs> um, is she going to be friends with me, or am I going to have to deliver her to a vampire? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there's some really like funny meta stuff going on in this book. I'll come to it a bit later on. Um, so she's kind of making friends with Celeste because Celeste is just quite nice, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, but then so she says like, oh, if you want, you could come over to my house. And then Celeste pisses her off by saying... I really um, thought you were going to say pisses on her. I, like, I don't remember that. No. Part. Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I read a different book in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um... She says, like, oh, I have to go to cheerleading, of course. And then she gets, uh, Althea gets wildly annoyed at this. So she decides to throw Celeste to the vampire lions, if you will, mm. um, by giving her a lift home and letting her stay at Althea's for a Coke. Mm. Um, this is where Althea is the biggest bitch. Yeah. Because, like, there's no, why are you annoyed at her for saying, of course? Well, like if everyone knows you're a cheerleader, yeah, you're just jealous. She's just jealous. But she knows that she's just jealous. Yeah. I don't. I like Althea. Well, I kind of like a lot of people in this book, but that was really shit. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so, let me read this bit to you. So, um, Althea takes uh, Celeste home and sort of uh, just lets her in for a little bit, and that's all is necessary because the vampire can sort of get hold of her. Yeah, in his like, what what was this? What I like you're kind of pulsing your hand talons. There in his fist. <laughs> what did in vampires his, yeah, have? Talons, claws. Talons. Talons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I say that. Send it to like a cockney. The milkman's talons. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read this. Okay, his skin had darkened in patches, like fruit going bad. If she touched it, the skin would feel like a sponge. The fingernails seemed detached. She would pluck them, harvest them, fill a basket with old vampire nails. Ugh, yuck. That's good though, isn't it? I read that when I was eating and I was like, ugh, <laughs> yuck. Uh, so the vampire only needs Celeste to be put in his light path. Mm-hmm, okay. Shaft, shaft of light. Oh, see, so you're at it now. Well, they mm-hmm. are, so we'll <laughs> go. Oh, there's so much more innuendo to come. Oh my God, yeah. So to speak. Um, 
<laughs> even from flappy labia shutters. <laughs> We're moving on. Gets more than that. So um, he says, I was able to migrate within Celeste's boundaries. Now, this is exactly the sort of thing a neckbeard would say, yeah. wouldn't it? I could migrate within your boundaries, milady. Interesting you say that. I have a whole alternate reading of this book, which is dark as fuck. Is it based around neckbeards? Uh, no, mm. but close. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. It's becoming like your bit, isn't it? I love doing that. Kirsty's alternate reading bit. Here's what it could be about. <laughs> Probably what... not, but it could be. <laughs> if it was better, here's what it could have been. Can I also say, I don't really understand why she wants to be friends with these kids. Kids, fellow kids, oh, fellow children. <laughs> because they seem really like old and boring. Like I, I can't believe you're saying that. You love all the kids that are based on middle-aged women. Well, that's true. I know why I would want to be <laughs> friends with them. I don't know why she wants to be friends with them. So, like Celeste walked slowly, hands trailing, so like a gorilla. <laughs> yep. Hands trailing on the ground, like a gorilla. Okay, um, and then. Althea and her whispering drama, like an old lady. And then Constance wears a white wool skirt and a white silk blouse. So she's 45. <laughs> what kind of teenager wears that? A white silk blouse and a white wool skirt. Maybe it was... A wool skirt? A, a white wool skirt and a white silk blouse. Is it like it's knitted so you can see right through it? That's not what I'm Maybe that's a really I'm, weird... I know, like a wool boucle. Yeah. <laughs> Like like this like this blanket type of thing. Okay, so not she's like wearing a yellow like blanket. You can see her muff through it. That's not what I was thinking. Well, that would make her popular. Well, <laughs> at least temporarily. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next day Althea goes to school and she is popular. She was kind of popular before. She was kind of, but she's like wildly popular okay, now, like ridiculously so. Um, everyone just notices her and loves her immediately. And she's brilliant in chorus, which I assume is singing class. I guess. Chorus? Like choir? Why not? Why, why call it chorus? I don't know. Anyway, so uh, everyone wants to chat to her, including Becky, who is like um, younger than them. Mm-hmm. And is also a cheerleader. Um, and I really like this bit because she says that her parents get up really early to go running. Um, and Althea thinks, how demented, running five miles on purpose when you could be lying in bed. And I've just Good put, point. hard relate. Often when I see people running, I want to just stop them and say, excuse me, do you know you can just stop running? Yeah. And then you just won't be running anymore. I used to run and the only thing that kept me going was thinking, when can I stop running? When can I be not running? I uh, lied about my age to do a half marathon when I was 17 with not a single day of training. Why? Because I don't know, masochism? I fucking hate running. I hate running so much. I've done a half marathon in two 10Ks and I, I will not. You know you don't have to do them. Yeah, I know. You know you don't get paid. I know. You know there's no benefit whatsoever if you don't like running. I know. But oh, keep people weird. keep telling me I should like running. So now I feel like it's my duty to tell other people that yeah, they don't have to be like running as well. Yeah, but other people like all kinds of things that you don't have to like. Yeah, true. I just feel like running is such a... I feel like... Just no one really likes it. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Some of them might. Do, yeah. I don't know. I don't like it, but okay. Um, I remember a really arsy person once because I had said that I was going to the gym to do something and they were like, you know, you could just go for a run outside. And I was like, oh my God. I, I never thought of that. I can, you mean I can just run on the ground outside <laughs> for free? I didn't know. Do you not think there's a real fucking good reason that I don't already do that, you actual dickhead? <laughs> Don't gym splain to me, please. Gym splain, nice. <laughs> um, so what else happens? Cute Ryan, remember Cute Ryan, mm, Cute Michael? I had forgotten Cute Ryan. Cute Ryan uh, gets talking to her about the stars and says, I have a telescope you could learn on. Ryan, I bet you do. Well, exactly. Telescope is very definitely his penis. So there we go. Why are you saying no innuendo? It's so sleazy, this book. And you're right, because he's desperate to set up his telescope in her tower. In the shutters. You're so right. He is obsessed with this. He says, I want to see your tower room. (laughs) Sorry. I bet you fucking do. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. And then later, later, he comes around and they're like, have you got your telescope? I always have my telescope, yelled Ryan, brandishing it. <laughs> and at some 
Oh, you can imagine him like holding his cock. Like, Here it, I've always I got always my trousers. I have coat. it with me. Baby, I'll make you see the stars. <laughs> Come on. So she's scared that there's some kind of sinister force within her shutters, so, <laughs> so to speak. And a boy is obsessed with putting his telescope in her shutters. Um, and he says, she says at one point, um, he used this gap in conversation to talk, start talking about his telescope. There you go. And we all know they do. All he thinks about is his telescope. He thinks with his telescope, some may say. About it mm-hmm. as well. Uh, well, okay, good time to bring in gay content. Go on then. Uh, I'm going to read this to you. A slumber party. Oh, how she wanted to have a slumber party. A dozen girls all at her house, all laughing and happy and glad to be there. Having well, pillow fights in their underwear. Don't we all want that? <laughs> also, she yearned to sit between two girls. I could sit in the middle, she thought, with a popular alto on my left and a cute baritone on my right. Please! So she wants a little threesome going on. This whole story is about how um, a boy wants to set up his telescope in her tower room and she is not interested. She actually wants two women instead. Yes! <laughs> Don't yes. want your telescope, right? One cute. I want two women. One cute and the other one strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want a top and a bottom. <laughs> I want to be the sandwich filling. <laughs> I like that I was trying to keep that like genuinely like PG rated and you're like, no, I want a top and a bottom. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's saying. <laughs> I didn't say it. She wrote it. So essentially they all convince her to have a party because oh, they want to so see. I thought you were going to say threesome. They, well, later on. Oh, okay. uh, because they want to see the later tower. on me or later on in the book. <laughs> Kirsty, you Kirsty. hold your horses. <laughs> I almost dropped over all the things there. Um, so yeah, because they all want to see her tower room. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> she. But guess what? Guess who's not having a good time? Oh my god! I couldn't even begin to guess. Is Celeste, it Celeste, who looks like fucking shit. Uh, not just tired, grey, and barely Aww. alive, which is really sad. Actually, the way she's mm-hmm. like described. Um, and also, I thought it was really good because I wondered if this was a comment on people who have like uh, physical or mental health issues mm-hmm. in high school because everyone is so mean to her and she has to drop out of the cheerleading squad because she doesn't have the energy um, and she can't make it to class on time so she gets told off and the mm-hmm. teachers are really mean to her and she's immediately excluded from all of society because she isn't this like bubbly mm-hmm. like capable physically sort of gregarious girl anymore um do you think that was yeah i mean when i read it like if you kind of took if you didn't know about the vampire if you would like just another kid at school you would think she had some kind of terminal illness because mm. she suddenly gets really ill like she's just got some kind of yeah terrible wasting disease yeah so they're so horrible to her yeah there was a girl at my college at uh, college being like the english between school and university mm-hmm. thing not college college um and she had uh i don't know what it's called the thing where if something touches your skin it bruises you oh yeah really badly and you have to be really careful because your bones break mm. really quickly so she um Everyone in college sort of knew her because she had to have a person helping her to get around a lot of the time and you would, uh, everyone would stop on the stairs if she mm. was going down the stairs because obviously if you bumped her she would really hurt herself. And it just made me think of her and like how difficult it must have been mm-hmm. to be social in that way yeah. when everyone else is sort of running around and doing crazy things. Um, yeah, so that's not why... very thoughtful of Celeste at all. No, everyone, the fucking teacher's such a bastard to I know, her. really horrible. She's like, you're a quitter, get out. I was like, I wow, people have issues. Anyway, so Althea feels quite bad about it, but then immediately forgets because Ryan likes her and Ryan is cute and lifts weights and knows all his muscles by name, which just made me think oh, like, boring. this is Alan, <laughs> this is Jeff, <laughs> this is Timothy too. <laughs> That's Jennifer, don't talk to her. Oh my god, Rick hurts so much today. Oh my god. I did so many squats. Are we still at the party? Because I want to talk about the party. That no, we haven't do. got to the party oh, yet. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, so... I'm excited about the party. Um, Althea tries out for the cheerleading squad and gets on temporarily, which freaks her out because she realises that her popularity might be temporary too. Mm-hmm. So, you can see where this is going. Victim number two. The vampire demands another one and Althea says no because she's seen what a mess Celeste was and how brutal everyone was to her. <coughs> I told you that was coming. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but the vampire demands it. I nearly went, say pardon me and then I remembered you and not my nephew. So I won't say that. <laughs> but he's probably got better manners than me. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, she runs into, plot point, she runs into Jenny 
who she used to be friends with mm. and takes this opportunity to invite her to the party so she can show how, how popular she is. Now, fucking listen to this devastatingly cruel line. I'm Althea, varsity cheerleader, and she's just Jenny, former friend. Oh! Oh, because it's all about you, is it? Also, I'm sure she doesn't see herself as a former friend. Former friend? Why is that so harsh? I was yeah. like, oh, Christ. You know when you see men get kicked in the balls and your sort of oh. metaphorical balls go up inside your body mm. from like sympathy? I, that's the sort of like, oh, that's the reaction I had to that. Yeah, like Jenny, mm. former friend. Like she's not a person, she's not anything, she's former friend. I think friend. that's so self absorbed as well because. She's not seeing... She's also Jenny's former friend. Yeah. So why is she not seeing herself as a former friend? Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah. So she's going to have this party and the vampire says he'll be watching over her and watching over the party. And she has to choose one of her friends to sacrifice. She has to put her arm around the chosen one. Mm. I'm afraid, said the vampire. His voice is fluid as spilled chocolate sauce. Dark and spreading and impossible to clean up. Too much. Read it in. Bring it back. Come on, CBC. <laughs> it's like she's gone. Oh, what's chocolate sauce? Dark and spreading. And impossible to clean up. Keep, keep going. But it doesn't that. really go with the voice. No. Caroline. Caroline. That's after. I imagine CBC writing in the afternoons with uh, white wine spritzers. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what happens after three. Do you think? We yeah. We have it too much. Like in the other book when we had the sun that was going down like a bit of paper falling off yeah. the bulletin board yeah <laughs> and then um and then her husband comes home and makes dinner and she's like kind of saucy yeah. when she eats it and she gets pie on herself oh she sounds amazing <laughs> she has to be in bed by seven i wish we were friends with her <laughs> i fucking love to be she's friends with her afternoon drinking with cbc mm -hmm. uh so this is what happens uh at the party everyone loves althea mm -hmm. including jenny former friend, you remember her, um, and they sort of reminisce about the past together and then they connect again because Althea sort of hates her because um, Jenny sort of ditched her when they mm -hmm. got to high school. And then they like because properly- Because she got a boyfriend. Because she got a boyfriend, yeah. And we've all done that. We've all prioritized. Although that is a shitty thing to do. It is, but we've all been there. Mm -hmm. um, so they connect again and then Althea hugs her. <gasps> oh no. Arms around Jenny, <laughs> but we haven't talked about. I can't believe you haven't talked about the party. Go on. And is this the kind of parties that you went to when you were a teenager? Okay, so they're drinking soda pop, they're laughing at a comedy radio show, and the choices of music is either easy listening or quote memories of Elvis. <laughs> now this book, they're teenagers in the nineties. They don't remember Elvis. <laughs> Why would they listen to memories of Elvis? I'm going to throw it out there. Elvis isn't interesting enough to listen to. No, but they're not. I just think CBC's thinking to herself, what did I do when I was a kid? These kids I are 60. Drank soda, yeah, <laughs> I drank soda pop and listened to Elvis. I don't know what soda pop is. Just fizzy drink. Pop. Okay. Pop. But I mean, why are they? Sounds like the worst fucking party ever. <laughs> they're just lying on the ground, like listening to a comedy radio show and laughing. Maybe they're all they're, they're all on drugs. They're or six. They're on drugs or on drugs. They're like on some sort of psychedelic ketamine. Yeah, they're on like that. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> just lying on the floor. Yeah, listen to he's listening. And there's not even a radio show on. They're just <laughs> laughing. Should we put some rock music on? No, no, that's a bit much. <laughs> Memories of Elvis. Memories of Elvis, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I didn't pick up on that. It just, they're just so boring. And also, I think we've skipped over this incredibly thrilling, very long phone discussion <laughs> that she has about whether they need more volume in their hair. <laughs> I mean, I can see why she wants to be friends with them. Always a pressing concern I mean, we've me. had many a phone conversation about whether we need more volume in our hair. Although that is why I did almost lose it at a trip to London because there wasn't a hairdryer in <laughs> Airbnb, despite you, it being you stated volume in your hair. that there was. Mm. Uh, can we also talk about the very obvious three-way between Michael, Ryan and Althea? Uh, what? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't see the shutter labia and you did see a three-way. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the three of them are going to go in a car together. Um, she'd never been able to comprehend a girl who would dangle two boys. You would think the girl... <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. You would think Dangle. The, you would think the girl would choose the better boy, get rid of the crummier one, and settle into having a great time. Now she could see that this was not such a great course of action. Here was Ryan, sweet and funny, cute and built and bright. Here was Michael, all of the above, but more so. They travelled in a pair, obviously. She had her own car, she could drive Ryan, they could dispense with Michael. But what girl in her right mind would dispense with Michael? On the other hand, what girl in her right mind would dispense with Ryan either? So she wants a threesome, she doesn't really care if it's girls or guys. Yeah! She's great. She just really wants to be that sandwich filling. That's just, all she wants in life. Just really like this girl. Um, and then eventually they arrive. At Her pe- shutters are wide open. Wide open. Once she's opened them, there is no closing them. For all telescopes and other shutters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they eventually they arrive at Pizza Hut. So I think they stop off and have sex. I think this book's sponsored by Pizza Hut. <laughs> they mention it so much. Do you know what Pizza Hut is in Germany? No. Pizza Hut. No. Does hat mean hut? Uh, I can't remember whether it's in German or in English that it is that. Do you know what uh, KFC is in uh, Quebec? No. (laughs) PFK. Oh. And it's not in France. In France it's KFC, but in Quebec it's Poulet Freak Kentucky. Are they Frencher? They are more French. In France? Yes. Okay. So much more French. Okay. Okay. Frencher. (laughs) So. I'm tired. Is they Frencher? <laughs> Is they more Frencher? <laughs> yes, very much so. Mm. I'm beaucoup Frencher. <laughs> it's like my dad's favourite fact of all time that it's PFK in Montreal. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've said that before. It's just I've so good. I've heard you say that before. Poulet freaking Kentucky. Yeah, so good. Anyway, so next, the vampire. He's not sated. He do- <laughs> demands a friend. <laughs> serious he's not satan not satan like, it's our responsibility now <laughs> to sit he wants a friend not half his age that's oh us I'm sorry <laughs> both of us oh no <laughs> this is beyond my pay grade <laughs> if you would like to have us give ourselves over to a vampire please support our patron <laughs> um my prices are very low for this sort of thing uh, althea, vampire sacrifice. althea takes it to mean uh, that the vampire wants Becky, a younger girl who she sort of befriended, who I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. who she's also sort of bestowed popularity upon, mm-hmm. which I like. Or Constance, sexy Constance, capable Constance, who is a bit older. Um, great line. Isn't that who she gave to vampire before? No. Who is that? Celeste. Oh. What you you confused there because it's yeah, C and E. On the starting yeah, end of the word. I was confused. Um, at one point she says, I guess you don't turn a friend over to a vampire, which I think should be our new t-shirts. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Get, get a good cross stitch. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> uh, and then her and Becky become better friends. And guess what? The vampire says he wants Becky. Oh, vampire. Vampire. Chantrell. Mm. Calm down. Vampireman. <laughs> Chantrell vampireman. You could not have Becky. Becky freshman. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> So then, in another three-way, bisexual three-way alert, Althea goes over to Becky's house, where Ryan also is, and they're like, oh, this whole thing was a setup for you to spend the night with Ryan. I brought my telescope. Yeah, he's brought his telescope, and we've already set it up together. And also, why would you go and do it at Becky's house unless Becky was involved? Oh, yeah. They're fucking... That's a lot of fingers that you're doing that lewd hand gesture I'm doing scissors and paper. Somehow that means I don't know. Three ways. and a pen. So yeah, sorry. Well, there we go. Um, so yeah, they uh, like fuck, um, and then afterwards, Becky's all tired. You mm, would be. You would be. <laughs> you would be. Um, and Althea is afraid that the vampire has got her, um, which it would be as well. Yeah, yeah. So, in I don't know that how this applies to our metaphor. Althea goes into the tower to close all the shutters. She's she turns her back anymore. on her whorish ways. Exactly. Don't She's turn like, your back on your whorish ways. These shutters have been too open. <laughs> There's a breeze. The breeze. It's too much. You <laughs> need to close it for a while. Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't close it up. Um, she needs to contain the vampire. Uh, oh, vampire blood, period. I actually thought that. Mm, interesting. Is, that, is it a period thing? Uh, <clears throat> but she gets tired. So she goes up there being like, I will banish this 
villain. Chantrell Vampireman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she gets really tired. I need a pen name. Chantrell Vampireman. Coming next fall. Um, and then she gets tired and she thinks the vampire is closing her in the tower. Mm. Trapped in her own vagina. Yes. Okay. The metaphor's getting away from me. And then Ryan, she's trying to close the shutters, the labia shutters. And then Ryan comes in a car not like that. Mm. And then she shouts down to him. What's going on there then? She can't resist. Um, and she's, she's like, she, no, no, I'm not going to bang anymore. Ah, one more. To be fair, she's thirsty as fuck mm-hmm. in the... Wait, I think I have it. Um, I've just... This is <laughs> very pink post here that just says thirsty. thirsty. Okay. Um, <laughs> I always have my telescope, yelled Ryan, brandishing it. <laughs> He was not wearing a jacket, although it was cold. She imagined that she could see his muscles under the dark crimson sweater, period, um, that covered his arms. Muscles, she thought. What door could stand up to Ryan? He could probably break a lock by turning the handle. Oh, God! Oh, my God! (laughs) Just burst out my panties. Throw open your shutters, girl! (laughs) I think they burst open whether she likes it or not. Yeah. It's something quite a weird thing. She gets him to turn the music on really loudly. Um, and then they go downstairs and dance next to the car. Quote, dance. <laughs> Put the music on loudly and then we'll dance. Jog on your car. Mm-hmm. And then Vampire goes away for a few days. Uh, and then Becky turns up at school. And she's fine, in fact. Mm. After, despite being a little tired. She was just a bit tired. Because she would be, because she just fucked yeah. those two people. Um, and then uh, Althea has a showdown with the vampire and tells him to go. So he does, and he makes her unpopular again. Oh, no. Which is pretty brutal, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because, like, no one gives a fuck about her. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. It's pretty, um, yeah. It's like every teenager's worst fear. Yeah. To just not, no one gives a fuck about her. No one can remember who she is. Like, awful. Um, but then the vampire does come back. As they will. Like a boomerang. Mm. A vampire rang, if you will. Um, and... He demands constant. middle name. Chantrell, <laughs> boomerang vampire man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he demands Constance. <sighs> who is perfect and right for Michael and makes a couple Althea loves. Mm. <gasps> Can she stand giving over Constance? Can she? I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. Anyway, cut away to this point. Okay. Kimmy Joe is another character, Kirsty Logan, who fucking loves notes. Oh, I love notes, she said. It is everyone. What is this about fucking notes? <laughs> Why do they love so notes much. so much? Who wrote The Lifeguard? Oh, that was Richie Tankersley Cusick mm. did that one. I think it's on the point horror list that you're supposed to work in. Notes in some way. Yeah. Maybe. Cinnamon. <laughs> I love notes. <laughs> Imagine just saying that. I love I notes. I, I just love notes. Um, anyway, Althea decides she's not going to do it. She's not going to give over Constance. She almost does. But instead, she does this really weird thing where she tells the vampire to sort of mime giving her the popularity Mm. back. Uh, (laughs) She's trying. And he he does mime it. And then she mimes throwing it away. Mm. (laughs) Which means she's won. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Really? That she's like, no, I actually don't need it. <laughs> but to kill a vampire, you've traditionally got to, like, stake it in the heart. I or... know, but he's not really a vampire, is he? A symbolic vampire. He's pardon? He's a, a symbolic, symbolic I thought you were just saying a particular type of vampire man. I a symbolic know. vampire man. <laughs> I still think stabbing him in the heart would have been more interesting. Well... Because, like, literally, that's the end of it. Well, yeah, but... Do you want to hear my alternate reading? Go on then. Okay, so have you noticed that she has no parents whatsoever? Yeah, I was going to say, where are her fucking parents? Well, could it be that the vampire is her dad? Go on. Or some kind of uncle or kind of guardian person. Um, By the way, can I also point out that in 1993, a book was published called Uncle Vampire, which was not about a vampire, but was about a molesting uncle. And so, like, the girl pictures him as a vampire because he, like, sucks her life and energy. So I don't think I'm making a huge leap to think that the vampire is some kind of molesting 
family member what or like a that? guardian. 93. This is 91. But I mean, obviously that type of idea okay. is not like that outlandish okay. that you would think that. So my reading of it is that he is some kind of a guardian or a dad or an uncle or somebody who is molesting her. And that's why she's so afraid of this room hmm. because it's like this sexual link to this room. And then he then wants her to bring a friend round. Oh. And then at first she does, and then she realizes actually I'm not going to do this anymore because look how much it's affecting all these other girls. Because she like sees in them herself, right? Because yeah. at the start she's like gray and tired and whispery, and then that's what they become like. So then she realizes, oh, I'm just putting this on to somebody else, and that's not right either. Dark as fuck, right? That's really good. That's really good. But I mean, it's all in there. It is. I'm sort of stunned. And her kind of slightly inappropriate, sudden sexuality as well is unfortunately a key sign of abuse. for someone who's been abused. Wow. There you go. And then this this is what happens at the end. Um, she uh, like throw, tosses away the metaphorical box mm-hmm. of her popularity. I reject your gift, she says. I'm getting rid of it. Imagine that in that context. What's a gift? Exactly. Or, well, it's just, I guess... Her being looked after and fed and whatever, yeah. You can't do that, said the vampire. Althea smiled. The smile inched down her body, giving strength first to her face, then to her shoulders, her heart, her arms. The vampire's teeth went back into his mouth. He looked alarmed. That's your source of power, isn't it? She cried. When weak weak people take what you offer, you become strong. You would have had no power if I had had the courage to ignore you. See? I won't let you do it to others. I won't let you lay out any more dark paths. Oh my god. See, right? That is so good, Kirsty Logan. Right? It's almost like I've got an English degree or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm using I my also education. have an English degree, and yet that fucking flew me by. Wow. Yeah, right? Because um, as soon as you start to go, why doesn't she have any parents? You're like, oh, fuck. That's her parent. Yeah. And, like, then all his stuff, like, his mushroomy skin is just, like, the skin of an old man when yeah. you have to, like, be, like, intimate with mm-hmm. it. Like, and, like, the, she doesn't like the smell of him and he's got these, like, creeping hands mm. and, like, the way that she would picture him as this, like, barely even human yeah. creature. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? That's so good. Caroline! Kirsty! <laughs> so dark, isn't it? Are you Kirsty B. Cooney? I think, because there are sequels and I think... We'll need to see in the sequels if that, like, metaphorical reading holds or not. But we can find out. We'll do them in the next season. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? You, like, don't even know what to say. I don't. You're like, wow. Um, so, like, it it's ends... It's not all good, I have to say. There is a really bad bit of... There's quite a lot of food shaming in this. But is there? Yeah, like, at, di- at lunch, like, before she's cool, Celeste has almost nothing on her lunch tray but Althea's tray is really heavy mm. so I feel like there's a bit of food shaming going yeah. on there anyway that's not good yeah so at the end um Althea has like banished the vampire and decides that she will have to make friends herself like everyone else I have no friends I will have to make friends the way other people do one at a time by being nice I'm not a cheerleader I will have to get on in the squad onto the squad the way other girls do by practicing hard someday I'll have it back but I will have earned it and to what you were saying, the house is still there, although Althea moved away. The hemlocks are taller, thicker, and darker. When night falls, cars do not drive by and strangers keep their distance. Blah, 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 blah. The house is for sale. It will appeal to somebody with children, somebody who needs plenty of space. One of the children might become curious about the tower, play with the shutters, and find a vampire, a vampire who needs a victim, a vampire who is used to waiting and winning. There you go. Well... What a dark reading. Wow. Mm -hmm. But I think it's right. I mean, it seems obvious, I think. Well, it wasn't obvious because I completely missed it. It makes sense, I think. Wow, yeah. Oh, I'm into it in the worst way. But then I think that's why it's a pretty good book because I think most stories that work as metaphor should work on both levels. Like, they should work on just a pure story level, but they should work on an analysis level as well. Yeah. Oh, my word. And, like, not to give this too high... A credit because there's like point horror book about a vampire but i actually do think it's quite smart and like if mm-hmm. you choose to read it that way it's really saying something about it um i thought it was really good 
Mm-hmm. Wait, first. Okay. Do we have a Too Stupid to Live heroin? No. No? Not at all. I feel really sorry for her. I actually really identified with her, um, not because I had creepy shutters or anything, but just because, like, that thing of having no friends. Like, mm. you know you were saying, like, when you move from primary school to high school and all your friends... So that's when I moved countries. I moved from England to Scotland mm. at that point, which is the fucking worst time to move because the English and Scottish systems are different. Oh, right. So... When I moved up, it was actually the second year of high school. So everyone else already had their friends and everything. And I didn't have any friends. Oh, no. And there was a... Re- well, it seemed at the time like a really long period of time. But now looking back, I remember spend, like seeing a friend at Christmas. So it must have only been about three months. But it was the longest fucking three months of my life. Yeah. And I had literally not a friend. Oh, no. Not a single friend. And it was so sad. Yeah. It was horrible. I was absolutely miserable. I was like 13 and I had no friends. Oh. And that was around the time that I was reading these books as well. Yeah. So I'm sure I would have, like, seen myself in Althea of, like, yeah, it is so painful to have no friends. I moved to school as well, but when I was seven. So, like, top, so that's different, top year of kids are a lot more forgiving. Yeah. But, like, that age of 13 is a tough fucking age. Yeah. I was quite accepted because everyone's like, you're novel. Yeah, you're whereas I was, when you're 13, people don't like that. You yeah. don't like when you've got a funny accent or you're from somewhere else or they just didn't like it at all. And like I made friends pretty quickly and had friends the whole rest of the time and everything. But God, that fucking dragged having no friends. Yeah. It's awful. So she's not too stupid to live and she's sort of, I can understand where she's coming from. Yeah, I mean, I don't think she does the right thing, but she realises herself that she's, that done, she's the done the wrong thing. thing. Mm. And she tries to take it back, she but it's too late. She tries to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a sexy bad boy sociopathy, though. He's not sexy at all. No, and also, I don't think she even really likes the boys. I think she just kind of likes what they represent, that they're, like, part of popularity. Yeah. I don't think she actually likes them. I don't know. I think she's thirsty. <laughs> Fuck for both of them. <laughs> I think she does. Maybe she wants to bang. I don't think she really, like, likes them as people, though. I mean, does anyone? <laughs> does anyone like men as people? Sorry. I'm kidding. Guys, we love you. Um, <laughs> death toll? Zero. Yep. Nobody dies. Um, Not even the vampire. Loads of queer subtext, which we've already mentioned. Yeah. Um, is it good, though? Oh, wait, sorry. We haven't done 90s things. Oh, yeah. So, I don't think there's any 90s things. There's loads of American things, like... The cheerleading, the varsity. What the fuck's junior varsity? Oh, God. Um, and then there's, like, loads of McDonald's and Pizza Hut stuff as well. Absolute tons. And we have done silly names. <laughs> there's, they're not that bad, apart from Mrs. Roundman. What <laughs> Roundman. body type? What body type do you think Mrs. Roundman has? I think she might be rotund. She's rotund. <laughs> she also, can I just say, there's one other um, lewd bit when she's talking about... Um, earrings and like not wearing earrings obscene during earrings. cheerleader practice not they might be obscene but it says mrs roundman seemed morally opposed to anything that dangled <laughs> <laughs> i bet she is um mm. she won't be playing with a telescope anytime soon she won't so that i thought that was a bit um yeah a bit much i um, in fashion and quit subtext Constance, as you mentioned, wears the white wool skirt and a white silk blouse with full sleeves and a brilliant scarf. And she looks, according to Althea, dashing, romantic and mysterious. Mm. Mm. I think that's hella gay. Yeah. Because you don't get men saying that women look dashing and romantic. No. Also, I imagine her very much as adamant. Yeah, I'm seeing her as a bit of like a lesbian fuckboy. Mm. Mm, I'm into it. Which we're all unfortunately. I think into. I'm all about Constance. To be honest with you. you really like Constance. Yeah. But I just feel like that outfit. I'm 34, and that outfit is too grown up for me. <laughs> so for her to be able to rock it at 16, wow. what a stunner! I'm telling you, she must be great. She's something. Uh, is it good though? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna give it. A... Oh, would I? Would I? Ooh, I might give it a five. All the CBCs are getting five, aren't they? I love this one, especially like with, with the alternate reading, because I think that is dark as fuck. Yeah, that is. And I feel like a lot of people remember this book as well. But like a really important one, because I feel like there's quite a lot of books about abuse, but there's not a lot about this thing of like grooming a friend, which apparently is a thing that happens yep. with abusers. Yeah. Um, also, it does something quite interesting with a vampire trope, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to... Um, Unhand me, bat boy, or whatever it was. <laughs> you lie, bat boy. <laughs> yeah. Which was Nicholas Pine. Nicholas Pine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
subscribe to the Patreon for that content. That's special. That was quite a book. I was like, nothing else I've ever read in my life. Are you giving her a five as well then? Yeah, I'm going to give her a five, yeah. Oh my God, what about for good it. bad? I mean, it was pretty fun to do all the shutters and the telescope part. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a three for good bad. And she really has massively overused the simile. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm going to give it a three as well. Okay. Yeah, okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirsty Logan. We're oh, at Perry. episode 10 of season two. Wow. And you know what that means? That was quick. I know. What the fuck? What's next? Our season two wrap up. Our comparison episode. So we're going to compare all 10 of the previous books that we've discussed to find out which is the pointiest point of horror. Point <laughs> which is it? Which is the best and worst of the season? <laughs> which is our, or could be, the best pointy horrors. Mm. <laughs> okay. The beer just hit. Last, uh, last time we had Dream Date and The Perfume tied for top place, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Who was this? I can't or even Dream think Date of win. half the ones. I think Dream Date won. Yeah. I, that makes sense because I love it so much. I tell you what, Sinclair Smith will not be winning this season. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Just looking so back over the got? titles. Have you got the list? What, so what do we have this season? we got The Mall, The Hitchhiker, The Mummy, Freeze Tag, The Yearbook, Trick or Treat, The Waitress, The Train, Babysitter 2, and the cheerleader. Well, that's a tight Ooh, pack. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So that's going to be next week's episode. And we also might have something special coming after that. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to tell you about that. That's um, a secret. And you can also put in your requests. For season three. For season three. Yeah. On social media. How can they do that, Heather? They can do that, Kirsty Logan, by getting us on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Yes. yes, I always get the two mixed up. <laughs> or on Twitter at uh, Teenage Scream underscore. Um, get us on Twitter, especially if you want to request books, because that's an easy mm-hmm. way for us to keep uh, track of that. Um, and also, if you just cannot stand the idea of not having Teenage Scream in your life throughout like all of December. Yeah, because we'll be off air for a whole month. Off we, air. We, <laughs> How fucking old am I? Up to Christmas, and then uh, January we're taking off. I believe so. Yes, I believe we are. Uh, you did that just as I had a little bit of water. Because <laughs> we have a, unfortunately, we do have to do stuff other than podcasts. Yeah. And we'll have to be doing that. Uh, but th- so for the end of December and uh, throughout January, if you want more Teenage Scream, you can become a Patreon, uh, Patreon level patron, a meatloaf <laughs> level patron. Um, and you will get access to all of our previous bonus episodes. And the new ones as well. So you'll get a whole host of fucking me hating on Christopher Pike. And now I've realised if we need to have a level above Meatloaf, we can have Callie Idol. Callie Idol! <laughs> oh, what a babe. She's better than Meatloaf. What a babe! <laughs> um, so we will see you next week for our wrap-up episode. Oh, we're going to get a bit drunk? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, sweet. I'll get the gins in. Yes, I'll get the fancy tonic that Woo! I am addicted to now. I'm uh, excited. We'll see you then. Bye! Bye!